Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. Sallallahu wa barak. Al-Ashraf al-Anbiya wal-Mursaleen. Nabiyyina Muhammad. Wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallama taslima kathira. Amma ba'd. Alhamdulillah. We reach our next topic. In relation to al-Zakah. Which is zakah fil urud, zakah fil urud, yani urud tijara. So, the zakah which is paid in relation to, yani the uh, merchandise that is owned with the intent of tijara, commerce, buying and buying and selling, trading. And so, Ibn Qudam rahimahullah begins by mentioning, "Wala zakah fiha." حتى ينوي بها التجارة وهي النصاب حولا. And so he mentions that there's no zakah which is paid upon the urud tijara, يعني upon this commerce until he has the intent to use it with he has the intent to use it for trade. نعم as well as it has reached the nisab. And the time period has elapsed. And the year has elapsed. And so, Sheikh Fawzan, Hafidahullah, he mentions and he lays out that this is, yani there are specific shurut for this, as mentioned here by Ibn Qudama. The first of them is Yanwi Biha Tijara. So the first of his conditions is that he intends by way of it to trade. So he has the commerce and he intends to use it to trade. The second is that the time period has elapsed. And then the third is that he has reached the qima, the amount and the value of the nisab. And so these are the three conditions that need to be fulfilled if the person is to pay the zakah upon arud tijar. So then just to make this clear, if a person owns a property, but they live within the property, do they need to pay zakat upon it? If it's, if it's, of course, it would reach above the nisab, a property for the most part. If they intend to sell it, to buy a new property. If they live in it, then no, because there's no intent to. No, there's no intent to trade. But if, as you mentioned, they intend to sell it. To, for example, to take that, to take that, uh, that money, or to liquidate the asset, naam, so that they can trade with it. So the, the intent of having that asset, for example, the property, is for tijara. Then it can be, it has to be regarded as being within that, yani uh, zakah, because the intent of having that property, intent of having that asset, is for tijara. Naam. So a person may own something. But if the first of these conditions we mentioned is that the person has the intent 
to trade with it. The second condition is what? That's a recent Nassab. Naam. If we refer to the Nassab, the Nassab of what? Which Nassab? That's not Nassab. The Nassab is the amount. The, the whole is the time period. So referring to the Nassab of Dahab or Fiddah. So when we say Nassab in relation to Urul al-Tijara, yani merchandise or something that is an asset which is used for, for trade, then it's referring to the Nisab for Dhahab wa Fiddah. Yani Nisab for Athman as, as we referred it to. Naam. The third is that the time period elapses that they have this, this merchandise above that amount. Naam. Naam. And so, إِذَا بَلَغَتْ أَقَلَ النِّسَابِ مِنَ الذَّهَبِ وَالْفِدَّةِ أَخْرُجَ زَكَاءَ مِنْ كِيمَتِهَا And so as mentioned, if it reaches the, the, the least amount of the nisab for ذَهَبِ وَالْفِدَّةِ Naam, why is it important to mention ذَهَبِ وَالْفِدَّةِ Why is it important to mention the nisab for ذَهَبِ وَالْفِدَّةِ Why? To be calculated, but why why specify the Habu Fiddah? It can go down. Uh, it's a differentiate between what though? Because you can the Nisab is not always the same, Sahih. So Nisab can be Nisab for the Habu Fiddah, it could be the Nisab for yani, uh, the An'am, and if we were Nisab for cattle, it could be Nisab. For the thimar, yeah, the 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 crops, so, so they specify if all the tijara to dis, to differentiate from all the ever all the other types of uh, of uh, um, nisab, that the nisab for it is for the dahabul fitta. Now to differentiate between the two, except if what, except if you're trading in those things, where they have another nisab. So say, for example, your trade is crops. Your all the tijara are the crops. Then the nisab will be in relation to the crops. If your all tijara is in relation to the cattle, then it will be in relation to the cattle. Makes sense. But if you generally own merchandise, then the all the tijara will be the dahab al fiddah. Naam. Makes sense? Naam. So the aqal, the least amount. Naam. And so, it goes to mention, وَإِنْ كَانَ إِنْدُهُ ذَهَبٌ وَفِدَّةٌ دَمَّهُمَا إِلَى كِيمَةُ الْعُرُودِ فِي تَكْمِيلَ النِّصَابِ And so, if he has ذَهَب and he has فِدَّة or ذَهَب or فِدَّة and he has along with that عُرُودِ التِّجَارَةِ then he places them together until it reaches that nisab. So he doesn't look at them as separate entities, essentially. Naam. So if you have dhahab, you have fiddha, and then you have urud al-tijara, the person doesn't say, okay, because I reached the nisab in my dhahab, there's no zakah. But if you were to put the dhahab, the gold, along with the urud al-tijara, his merchandise, if you were to place it together in terms of its value, 
then it would have reached that that amount that had. If you do that, then the person has to pay the zakat upon that. Now, does that make sense? So they're not they're not treated as separate entities. Why? Because essentially the ulul tijara is as if it is dhahab al-fiddha. Naam. It's as if it is dhahab al-fiddha. Naam. Taib. And so, if the person does not intend by way of it, does not intend by way of the tijara, or intend by way of having this this, this uh, object, yani, trade. Then he continues to have it and hold on to it for that period of time. And so, that period only begins as soon as he as he intends to trade with it. The period of time begins as soon as he, as soon as he intends to trade with it. So, for example, a person owns a car. Now, a person owns a car, and he doesn't intend to trade it. This is his car. Now, however, now he's deciding that he's going to go into business by selling cars, and it so happens he's going to begin by selling his car. That's that's where his his tijara is going to begin with, with his personal car. As soon as he's made that decision, now and he has the azima to now sell that car tijaratan. To sell that car as a means of his business, now and his trade, then better al hawl. So the time period begins from there. Now meaning what? Afwan. Now, so after the year elapses, after that decision, that's when he has to pay the zakat upon it. So let's say he decides to sell it. But Miskeen doesn't manage, manage to sell it in a whole year. Naam. After the year elapses, he has to. Uh, he has to pay Zakat upon the value of that. Taib. Or. He does decide to sell it. Within a couple of months, he sells it. And he still has other uh, cars now with that same value. Or cars to similar value or the likes of that. And so he's always remained above that Nisab. From the time he made that decision, he sold it. And then he carries on selling cars, buying selling cars. Naam. Then that year begins from again still from when he made that decision. Okay. So the main the main barbit when it comes to Urud al-Tijara is the niyyah. Now the main barbit is the niyyah. That the person, as soon as he makes that intention to sell it, then this is when he has to pay the zakah upon it. Naam. As soon as he makes that intention. Allah Ta'ala knows best. And that's that's the, the discussion around the Urud Tijara. Alhamdulillah. It's a short discussion. Short chapter. But as we mentioned, those are the three conditions. Three conditions being the person has the intention to trade in it. The time period has elapsed. And he's reached the Nisab. Now they're reaching the Saab, the Nisab of what? Dhahab al-Fiddha. And if they have Dhahab al-Fiddha along with that, to put them together. Now, what if he has cash? Does it, is, it, is it mentioned along with that as well? Because Ibn Qadar mentioned Dhahab al-Fiddha. 
represents, represents gold. It's, it's, so the gold used. Okay, I, I'm saying for Afwan so, to make clear the question. I'm saying there's no there's no gold, there's no gold, no no silver. He just has cash. Representation of the gold. So if he has a certain amount of cash and then he has the asset and to put it together, it reaches in the side, then he has to pay zakah. Everyone's nodding. Okay. Had a khal for jama. <laughs> now why? The Arul Tijara of Allah will two separate entities. No. You pay each one separately. You pay each one separately because... Okay. Because they're two separate entities, they say. No. No. <laughs> Essentially. <laughs> it's the the dhahab of fiddha is, is one. It's all one thing. So as long as... It's, it's a, they should be looked at as one one essential thing. Why? Because their nisab is all the same. So they're treated as the same. So even though Ibn Qadamah mentions dhahab of fiddha, يعني, he, the, the, the understanding from that is ذهب وفضة وما يلحق بهما So that which is ascribed and that is, takes the same ruling as the two of them as well Which essentially is cash So here even though he's mentioning ذهب وفضة يعني gold and silver If there's no ذهب وفضة in the equation But there's cash in the equation Along with عور التجارة نعم يعني the merchandise Then they put it together So his mention of Dahab of Fiddah, of course, is inclusive of everything from Athman. Yani, anything that is regarded as being yani, from the Thaman. So the, the, the Zakat in relation to cash, gold, silver, any of that, is placed alongside Urud Tijara. Thereafter, Ibn Qudama mentioned the next chapter, which is the Zakat al Fitr. So he mentions Zakat al-Fitr. <coughs> he mentions Zakat al-Fitr. Rahimahullah. Of course, in the Bab al-Zakat. Naam. And, uh, the reason for that is clear. Now the reason for that is clear, because it's zakah. Now it's zakah, and so the affair of zakat al-fitr or zakat amuman is ibadah of the man. Now any ibadah which is done with a person's wealth, and so yani the fuqaha generally would mention these chapters one after the other, pertaining to all of the uh, ibadah which is done with the wealth. Yani one after the other. As the cat fit us from them. So Ibn Khadama, Rahimahullah, he mentions we're here, Wajibatun, Alakuli Muslim, Malakul Fadala, Allah Kutihi, Ukuta Aliyah, Ukuta Ayali, Laylatul Eid, 
ويومه وقد نفت فترة الصاع من البر أو شعير أو دقيقهما أو صبيقهما أو من التمر أو زبيب فإن لم يجده أخرج من قوته أي شيء كان صاع And so first and foremost Ibn Khadama he mentions I the ruling of the Sakat al-Fitr The ruling of the Sakat al-Fitr is that it's an obligation Lives obligation upon every Muslim And so it's important what is mentioned here I that it's an obligation upon every Muslim because that is comprehensive of every individual, whether it be the Sagheer, the young, the Kabir, the old, the Untha, Yani, the male or the female. The one that is free or the one that is enslaved. It's an obligation for every Muslim that the zakah be paid. So we understand from that, it's not that it's an obligation that every Muslim pays that money. However, it's an obligation that, every, that every, the zakat of fitr is, pray, is paid upon every single individual or paid on behalf of every single individual. Naam. And so, the proof of that is the hadith on Sahih Bukhari, the hadith of Ibn Umar, where he mentions Farada Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Zakat al-Fitr Sa'an Bin Tamr Or Sa'an min Sha'ir Ala al-Abd Wal-Hur wal-Dhakar wal-Untha Wal-Saghir wal-Kabir Min al-Muslimin Wa'amara biha Antu'adda Qabla khuruj al-Nas Ila al-Salah and so this narration, Afwan, is found uh, is mutafakan alayh. It's found in Bukhari and Muslim. However, this wording is found in Bukhari. The Messenger of Allah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, mentioned, or Ibn Umar, rather, mentioned that the Prophet, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, obligated zakat al-fitr of the amount of the sa'a. It's a particular measurement of the sa'a. From, of dates, or wheat, upon every... Slave, in every captive, in, uh, every captive slave, free, male, female, young or old, from amongst the Muslims, and he commanded that it be paid and given to the people before the salah. I refer, of course, to Salatul Eid. So this is given before. The salah. Wadah. And this is a is a, what we understand is from the reasons why. From the reasons why Salatul Eid, yani Eid al-Fitr is delayed. In comparison to, yani Eid al-Adha. So Eid al-Fitr is delayed from the reason, giving more opportunity for the zakat al-Fitr to be paid.
Lamb and to be distributed. What's the other reason it's delayed? Now, due to the fact that it's legislated that the person eats before leaving for Salat al-Eid. Now, and why is it legislated that eat before Salat al-Eid? Now, to make ta'qeed of the affair that they're not fasting. Now, so it, it doesn't it doesn't become a, 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 an action where one thing leads to another and end up not eating for a longer period of time. Naam. So the first, from the first thing the person does on the, yani, uh, the sabah of Eid al-Fitr, Eid al-Fitr in that morning, is that they eat something. So, so due to the fact that they, the, it's legislated to eat, then the salah can be delayed somewhat. Naam. Likewise as well, as we mentioned here, due to the fact of the pain of zakah, naam, wa khuruj, ikhraj of zakah as well, yani the, the pain of zakah and giving the zakah out, its distribution, that the, the salah is delayed as well. And opposite to what? Eid al-Adha. Where Eid al-Adha should be prayed earlier, brought forward. Naam, Eid al-Adha should be brought forward. Why? Why? Because what is legislated afterwards is the slaughtering. That was legislated afterwards is the slaughter. And so, this is what you find from these particular actions. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows best. And so, the, 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 the zakat al-fitr is legislated to be, to be paid and paid for each and every one of these individuals. As mentioned, each and every one of them is uh, mentioned as well. And, Naam. Thereafter, Ibn Qudama mentions, that <coughs> is an obligation that this Eid, that this account of fit to be paid yani, and it can be paid later to Eid if the person has an individual that he can pay on their behalf Naam and so, what is understood for that is that the individual pays on others' behalf. Naam. So the individual pays a zakah upon others from yani the jama'ah. And this is something which is comprehensive of every individual's aqil baliq. And the individual, Yunfiq al-Akhirin, he, he pays a zakah upon others that, upon the other individuals, if that individual is from amongst his family. For example, he's mas'ul. So he's responsible for them. So when we say, that, for example, the zakah is an obligation upon the sagir, upon the young, the child. Then what we understand from that is that it's an obligation upon the child that is paid by the one that is responsible for them, right? the wali of that child. Yeah, and for the most part, it would be the father. And if we're saying that the zakah is obligation upon the women, then it's an obligation upon the wali of the women. Again, yeah, for the most part, it would be the father 
but might be her husband. Likewise, if we say the zakah is an obligation upon the abd, then we're referring to who? Who has to pay the actual zakah? The owner. Naam, the one that owns the slave. So, it may be that one individual, he pays, he, he spends from his wealth, the zakat are fitted upon many other individuals. Why? Because he is responsible for many other individuals. So he may be responsible for his children, his wife, and he may own slaves. And so in this scenario, it's one thing to pay zakat upon each and, each and every one of them. Now, can the slave pay the zakat for himself? No. Why? His wealth isn't his. There's no, there's no wealth for him to pay. No, no wealth that he has to pay with. And so it's the wealth of the owner. No, his wealth is his wealth belongs to the owner. No. And thereafter, we'll go straight to where Ibn Qadai mentioned, We used to have we used to have so that which is recommended and the best practice is that it is paid on the day of Eid, in Eid al-Fitr, before the Salah. And so this doesn't negate the fact that the person can pray, can pay the Zakat al-Fitr beforehand. No, it doesn't negate that. However, it is paid. Yeah, that which is mustahab is paid before the or paid on the same day of Eid before the salah. And it's sought that it's distributed as well at the same time. Now, likewise, going back, we mentioned the zakat of fitr that is paid in what? How is the zakat of fitr paid? In yani produce food. So, if a person says now. I'm going to pay my zakat al fitr and generally what you find in the zakat al fitr is say, okay, three pounds per head, my friend. So, and they pay it in nukhud, money. Is there an issue with that? No. So if they give that money with the intent of that money being distributed, naam, that's khilaf. That's khilaf al-sunnah. Why? Because the intent of Zakat al-Fitr is food. Naam, the intent of Zakat al-Fitr and the mal, I said the wealth of Zakat al-Fitr is food. So, however, if the person was to give money, yani cash, with the intent of it being exchanged for food, in order for that to be distributed, falabats. Why? Because the intent is that it's going to be distributed as food. If now, however, the person gives it as wealth, or as cash, and the intent is that it can be distributed as cash, then this, no doubt, is uh, khilaf. There's opposition to what is mentioned. What is mentioned in the narration. And the narration mentions the tamr, or the sha'ir. And so we understand from that, it doesn't, there's no mentioning of the Yani the nukud. As for zakat al mal, 
Now, the person paying Zakatul Mal for Labats. Zakatul Mal, so the person paying, for example, their Zakat, they pay £100. Mephalan. And then, that Zakat is going to be distributed as the same £100. Labats. But with Zakatul Fitr, it's important that it's distributed as, yani, food. That makes sense. Hence why what you find generally, the, the general practice is that the zakat or the fitr, uh, generally here in the UK, for example, zakat or fitr is collected as, as money and is used to buy food produce, yani abroad, and it's distributed abroad. But there's no man here. There's no harm that the person does it here in, this UK, in the UK as well, where they buy the produce with that money and distribute it to the people. Now, are they? And so, each and every one of these things, uh, then there's no harm in doing that. Then the Qudam goes, as I mentioned, And and so, Ibn Qudam goes to mention some of the ahkam in relation to the distribution of the zakat al-fitr. And so thus he mentions that it's not permissible to delay it after Yom Al-Eid. Naam. And so, Naam. If the person, Sheikh Hubeid mentions, if the person delays paying it, naam, then there are there are two scenarios. There's two reasons why they do so. Naam, the person, if he delays paying it, he, do, he may do so due to, or it may have happened due to two reasons. The first reason, example, is kessel. So due to their يعني, uh, uh, laziness. So due to the laziness, they delay paying the zakat al-fitr. This individual, Shaykh Abayd mentions, yani alayhi tawbah wa istighfar. Upon him is to make tawbah and to seek forgiveness. Why? Because he's opposed the commands found, yani the command of the Messenger of Allah sallallahu and the obligation of paying the zakat. The second is a nasi. Naam, the one that forgets. He's done, he didn't pay it due to forgetfulness. What could yahsul? They could occur. For example, the person busy that he's immersed in the ibadah of Ramadan. Naam. And he has it in his mind he's going to pay the zakat al-fitr. But he forgets to pay it. This scenario, alayhi al-qadah Upon him is qada. So upon him is to make up that zakat and pay it. Naam. As some al mentioned from the Mashaykh of the Muslim, Abad, he mentions that the one that pays it, yani late, then he pays it, although it's He's paying it to, to make up for zakat, the zakat al-fitr. Naam. 
then it's only paid a sadaqa. It's only sadaqa. It's not now be said that it's zakat of fitr. Why? Because the time of the zakat has elapsed. The fitr has elapsed. But he still pays it. And likewise, it's permissible to precede the pain of the zakat of fitr by a day or two. And Sheikh, uh, Sheikh Al-Fawzan, he mentions that this is the action of some of the companions. Naam. <coughs> some of the action of the companions that they would pay that zakat of fitr. Yeah, and he proceeded by Eid by a day or two. Proceeded by, or proceeded by Eid by a day or two. Thereafter, Ibn Qudama goes on to mention what you Jews what you Jews Naam what you Jews Al-Wahid Ma Yelzan Al-Jama'ah So it's permissible to give one individual the zakah of the Jama'ah So for example a group of people is upon them to pay zakat al-fitr. Let's say Mephalan is two families. Two families worth of zakat al-fitr. It's permissible to give that to one person. And if a kid and wahid. Nah, is that clear? So one individual, he, he will receive, can receive the zakat of many. Nah. And likewise, it can be the opposite. Nah. That one individual can pay the zakat al-fitr and split it amongst the fuqara. So his zakat al-fitr that he pays, he splits it amongst the fuqara. He doesn't just pay it to one person. So both are permissible. Allah Ta'ala knows best. Allah Ta'ala knows best. And alhamdulillah concludes discussion around the zakat al-fitr. I will conclude here, inshallah. Allah Ta'ala a'lam. Inshallah, we'll have maybe two more lessons in regards to the zakah and end there Allah ta'ala a'lam barakallahu feekum wa jazakum allahu khayra wa sallallahu wa barak ala nabiyyina muhammad wa alihi wa sallam na'am President intends to sell his car yeah yeah Okay. Okay. So, say for example, he tends to sell it. Six months elapse, elapses. He doesn't sell it, he says, I'm going to keep it. Does that intention change it now? And then the end of the year comes from when he first intended to sell it. There's nothing upon him. Why? Because that intention changed in the middle. Naam. Do you remember, when it comes to Urud al-Tijara, the main garbit is the niyyah. Naam. That's what differs Urud al-Tijara, or that's what separates Urud al-Tijara from other types of zakah. Naam is that is what does a person intend to do with that, uh, with that commodity.
So if he intends, if he intends to trade it, then upon him, upon him in that regard is uh, a zakah. Now, if he intends to trade it, however, if that intention changes, which I think you're talking about in that example, that intention changed now, so that Darbit is no longer there. That that particular rule for it is no longer there. So the person doesn't have to pay the zakah. No. Yeah. He's working. Okay. No, that money is belongs to his owner. Because he's that's that's essentially the he's uh Mamluk, he's he's owned. He's owned himself. So if someone's owned, they can't own anything. If that makes sense. They can't own anything of man. It's uh, everything is owned by is 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 the the wealth of the owner. No. So, for example, the owner, his owner could say, you need to go out and work. No. For example, he might, he might even say that. He might say that I don't have any, any real need for you in the home or the khidmah, yeah, in terms of the service of the home. So, we need to go out and work so that you can earn money for that. So, we understand with, with, with uh, um, slaves, they were treated as a commodity in of themselves. No. They were, it's like uh, they were treated as a, a commodity in terms of tijara in of itself. Just as you have yani, any other commodity where it could bring, be a means of increasing your wealth. Naam. So it would be a means of increasing your wealth. So say, for example, the person has the commodity of crops. They know this, this, this they own the crops. And that could be the means of increasing their wealth by way of growing more and whatever else. Or cattle. Growing more and, and and the rest of that, so um, when it comes to the slaves, then this is a, again the 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 understanding of it is that they're a commodity, they're owned, and so they can produce money for the owner. So anything that they own, anything that they earn, let's say, that goes to the owner, and then upon him is paid the cash on that if it reaches, of course, the condition. If he's not unable to pay it as food, then he pays it as money. Due, due to if there's a, a hardship upon him. Why? Because it becomes, uh, generally speaking, let's say, it's easier to pay the zakat al fitr as uh, food before Eid. Just the way the way that the setup is, let's say, for example, Saudi. The way that the setup is in Saudi is that you have the street, now, and then there'll be. Uh, a set of people selling yeah, any things on the street, flour, crops on the street. Directly after that, on the same street, there'll be people in need of it. So you buy it, you give it to them. You might even have to keep on driving. You might, you might just walk down and give it to them. Now, but then, of course, that is something that that kind of setup is only going to be there before Eid or later to Eid. Now. So maybe the day before Eid or later to the Eid, you'll find that. So you'll find the, the lines of the streets of people selling the, the, the commodity, selling the, the food product, and then the people sitting there waiting for the food product. Now, 
if now, for example, the person, we say the person forgot, then after Eid, it's going to be difficult to find the person sending it, as well as the person to give it to. So if the person finds difficulty in that, then they can give it. But the asr still remains because it's qada. Now they pray, they're praying, they're paying that zakat of fitr to make up for the, the zakat of fitr that they miss. They should seek to pay it in that same way that they paid it before. Why? In terms of, is what we understand from it generally is that it's for the fuqara and the masakin, I those that are in need of it in terms of uh, yeah, the fuqara and the masakin. To the yeah, non Muslim for the mu'allafa to kulu, I those that you're seeking to bring close to Islam. I don't know. No. No. So if if you if you give for example if you give zakat to mal, it has to be zakat. They don't have to be poor. So it could be the same thing. And and it, and it, uh, the, what they call here goodwill gesture. No, it's just seen as a goodwill gesture. But Allah Taala knows best in terms of the the akam of it. Allah, I'm not sure. Barakallahu fiqo. صلى الله وبارك على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم وآخر دعوانا الحمد لله رب العالمين